2,000 downloads. <laughs> Can you actually believe it? That's insane. We've had just such an exciting week. We've had that news. And then we also found out that we have charted in the top 200 uh, for society and culture podcast in Great Britain on Apple Podcasts. And so far we've peaked at 138. Like how? There are literally... It was like, like 79,600 yeah, or something. So many in podcasts category. in that category and we have hit 138. I still keep thinking it's either a joke, like some kind of wind up or like it's a scam. Like we've been told yeah. it to get money out of us or something because I just can't believe it. But that's come from you guys um, supporting us, yeah. reviewing us, giving us stars, both on Spotify. Well, I mean, mainly that one's Apple. So if you can get on Apple and you can give us a review, give us some stars, we'd really appreciate it. But likewise on Spotify, it all counts to getting us visible, putting awareness out there and speaking about ADHD. Yeah, so we really can spread as far as we can, make as much noise as we possibly can um, with my ridiculously squeaky voice. <laughs> Oh, bless. I love your voice. And there's more <laughs> excitement because we've got a couple of really very, very exciting guests coming up to interview. Yeah, we do. One of which we are, don't feel confident enough to say just yet because we can't actually believe they're up for talking to us. Yeah. And it's not 100% confirmed. And the other is we are so excited to have the second half, the second half, the other half yeah. of ADHD Adult UK, the ADHD Adults podcast, Dr. Alex Connor. Yay! So we're very, very excited to do that. Um, so yeah, it's just excitement all around, really. It really is. It's sure. it's all going off and our dopamine's going, woo! And we have something else that's happening on Monday as well. Oh, we yeah, share so on we Monday, do. But you'll, you'll have seen that by the time you hear that. But of you'll course. know, you'll know what it is. Yeah. Um, shall, we, shall we dive in? Let's do it. ADHD as females. ADHD AF. ADHD as females, the podcast. Hi, I'm Dawn. Hi, I'm Laura. And, and we, we are ADHD, ADHD AF. Seriously. We are two neurodivergent neighbours who moved to the same street at the same time, at the same age, with the same undiagnosed disability. What are the chances? Since discovering the enormous impact ADHD has had on our lives, and the horrifying numbers of missing undiagnosed females, it has become our mission to make some serious noise. We want to use our voices to raise awareness, break the stigma and share our experiences in the hope that they help others. So join us for a chat, or as it's called up here in Aberdeen, a blether. (laughs) Trigger warning, we will be covering some really sensitive topics, so please do have a read of the description of each episode before listening. It's important to note that we are not medical professionals. We're not therapists or coaches. We're not qualified to offer advice or support. What we will do is share our experiences alongside resources and information from professionals. We will talk over each other (laughs) and we will go off topic and forget the point (laughs) mid-sentence. We are both assigned female at birth, which means that we can only speak from the experience of life as AFAB people. However, ADHDAF is an inclusive space. Whatever your gender, you are very welcome here. Yes, you are. ADHDS females, ADHDAF. You know that advert where they're like, tax doesn't need to be taxing? (laughs) Yeah. Well, ADHD tax is just that. Yeah, you're right, it is. 
I've actually got an article here from an Andrew Avery from ADHDtraction.com. And what does he say? He says that it's ADHD is the price you pay for costly mistakes due to symptoms of ADHD. Some obvious examples are parking tickets and traffic tickets, mm-hmm. late fees, high interest debt, i.e. credit cards, and low credit score leading to higher interest debt, inability to get loans, problems renting apartments and buying cars, etc. But get this... Those are only the most common examples. The hidden ADHD tax can be much higher. In fact, it is not measured in dollars. Obviously, this is an American article. It's measured in wasted time, physical well-being, mental health, personal freedom, in brackets, versus incarceration, and yes, years on your life. Here's a statistic that got my attention. People with ADHD have a lifespan... (laughs) Say that again. (laughs) Easy for you to say. (laughs) A lifespan. And literally the most inappropriate point in this topic to be laughing. Yeah. But um, yeah, Uh, they have a lifespan that's up to 13 years shorter than people who don't have ADHD. Let that sink in a minute. Yeah, that's pretty serious. Given that perhaps 5% of the population in the US has ADHD, this constitutes a national health crisis. It's taken years off our life. Yeah. Like, quite literally. It's absolutely insane. And it's such a big topic that... When we were, you know, diving into this, we realised we've already covered some of this in our self-care episodes. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it spans so widely in every area of an ADHDer's life that it affects relationships, etc. So just for this episode, we're going to focus on finances and money. Because we have so much to say in just that department <laughs> so alone. So much to say in so little money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And Dr. James mentioned in episode five about the thing that he felt ADHD had cost him was money. Yeah, and I can definitely relate on that. And we have an article um, in Focus Mag that Dr. James Brown written, and I have a quote here from that article, in which James says, ADHD can be debilitating and is associated with a higher likelihood of lower quality of life. Substance use issues, unemployment, accidental injuries, suicide and premature death. In addition, ADHD can cost adults around £18,000 per year because of things like medical care or paying for social support. It's mind-blowing, isn't it? Yeah. It's mind-blowing, it's terrifying, it's frustrating. Uh, We had um, one of our listeners uh, sent us an uh, in the poll that we put out on the story actually said, if you think about it, really, it's, if we, you know... ADHD is a recognised disability in the UK. Yeah. So if we can all agree that struggling with finances is part of a disability, then we've kind of gone wrong here, haven't we? Because there should be appropriate help to deal with the financial struggles. I mean, logically speaking. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not that I know anything, but just that's where my brain went when when she highlighted that. I was like, wow. If you have problems with impulsivity and... There are things out there like credit cards, loans, and all of these things. And time blindness for getting things paid on time, mm-hmm. etc. Technical issues, you know, people that are um, bad at speaking to people on the phone or, or struggle with admin. All of those things can affect your finances and, and in, in that way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, shall we dive into the poll? Yeah, let's do it. 
Okay, so we asked, has having ADHD led you to parking slash driving fines? 70% said yes, with 30% saying no. Dawn, what did you say? I said yes. (laughs) I've had so many parking fines and some of them are just because I'm in a rush to get somewhere usually and I'll ditch my car and just not bother about putting a a pain for my parking. Or I will forget. I'll, there's there's obviously apps you get these days for parking your car. Yeah. You don't need to go to the the pain the pain display bit. But I did it the other week. Yeah. I was getting my nails done, and halfway through getting my nails done, I realised that I hadn't put parking on my car. Oh, no. Thankfully, when I did it, and I managed to do it without getting a ticket. But I do this all the time. Yeah, your parking runs out. You forget to top up. Yeah, and it costs you thirty quid fine every single time. Um, you what mess about, up. Yeah. What about driving fines? Have you? Had any? I've maybe had one or two from speeding. Yeah. And um, again... Because you were purposely speeding or did you zone out or...? Not purposely speeding. So you just um, didn't realise? Yeah, just not realising. And I guess, you know, it's maybe dangerous to be behind a wheel if you are not got your full concentration. Yeah. But sometimes when I'm concentrating so hard on driving, I'm not fully concentrating on all the signs around me. Yes. And when you go into like an area where maybe the speed limit has gone from uh, 50 to a 40 and then back up to a 50, that's mm. an area that caught me out. That's honestly, that's that's been, that's part of my issue. So as I've said in a previous episode, I have never got my licence. And it was that I just didn't have the ability to, op- like I could either be inside the car or outside the car. Yeah. You can't really get me to do both. Like I can operate it, but I don't know what speed I'm supposed to be going at or which direction I'm supposed to be going in. I just couldn't put all of those elements together. But yeah. anyway, that's not what we're talking about. But yes. <laughs> I, I have friends that I'll say, oh, I, I was waving at you the other day. You drove past me in the car and I'm like, but I was concentrating on driving. I yes. wasn't concentrating on the people around yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't see them. Yeah. But we digress. We digress, (laughs) as per. Um, So, has ADHD got you into debt? 76% of you said yes, with only 24% saying no. What about you, Laura? Um, Yeah, it has, actually. Um, I I got a credit card when I was really, really young. Uh, 19, actually. Randomly, it was to help an ex-boyfriend. How weird is that? And then I just didn't... I just never really understood how any of it works. So I don't really, I mean, it pains me to think back how much of that, how much I spent to have that debt. It's gone now. Free money, baby. It was never very, it wasn't a very large amount of money Mm -hmm. that they gave me in the first place. But what I paid in bills was way, way, way over that. Of course. Um, And then obviously the story I told about um, not being able to sort out my taxes yeah. Um I was in the thousands for fines then, but luckily because they realized that I clearly didn't understand and c- couldn't figure out how to pay it and then I got the help that I needed. Yeah. Um that was cancelled thankfully. That's good. And yourself? Um yeah, I've not learnt my lesson a couple of times. So I first got into really bad debt when I was younger. Um probably in my like kind of late teens. I got credit, I discovered credit, and yeah. I'm like, ooh, I can buy all the things that I want to buy impulsively, spending, 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 not really dealing with the consequences of that spending. And I got myself into debt. I was probably around 30 grand in debt. Um, mm. And I had to um, enter what's called a trust deed yes. to help me get out of that debt. So they basically handle all your debts, they take everything over, and you pay a set monthly amount, um, and they 
basically managed to get rid of all the interest and everything and you don't have to pay back as much as you took. Yes. Um, so I entered that trust deed and I got myself debt free. Amazing. And then, fast forward a couple of years, the same thing happened. Yeah. So I started being allowed to get credit again and things were different this time because I had learnt my lesson but still being able to get that money mm. um, and the credit doesn't help because, you know, it's the the impulses and stuff are still there but I was in manageable debt the second time I had a job that was helping me pay then I lost my job Mm. and so the loss of that job meant that I had no other choice but to enter a trust deed again so that I could get help paying it off because I was now in a minimum wage job that wasn't paying off the interest in what I was owed so yeah I got myself into trouble again and now I'm in a position where I still have debt. I, the car that I have mm. is because I didn't. I took a car over a three-year period, and after three years, you know, you put the car back, mm. and um, you can then get another one. Mm. I just didn't put the car back, right? So I had to buy it outright, and I had to get help to buy it outright. And that wasn't what you wanted to do. No, it wasn't oh, no. I mean, I love my car, yeah, and I'm glad I still have it, but. That wasn't the plan. And why? So why did that happen? Because I just ignored it, and I right. just kept forgetting to do anything about it. Yeah, until task paralysis. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, and so that overwhelm stopped me from doing anything. Yes, until I was now in a position where it's just like, well, you, you're, you're, you have a car, and you have to pay for this yeah, car this now. This is what's happening. So I had to get help from family to pay for my car, which I'm now still paying off. Oh bless you! Yeah, and yeah, so. Yes. Yes. Yes, to <laughs> yes. That. Have ADHD symptoms led you to unemployment, which follows on from what you just said, maybe? Yes. Yeah. So it's 50 50 here. Yeah. I know in a lot of the jobs I've had that I could have done better. Yeah. And over time, my motivation declines. Yeah. And so I will, I've never stayed in a job more than two years. Yeah. Like not the same position for more than two years. And it's because I get bored, I lose interest. And that shows. Yeah. The employers can tell that yeah. I'm not interested. You're not the person that, that you were when you walked in. Yeah, yeah, that I'm not putting the effort in. And that has cost me jobs. Yeah. 100% has cost Have me jobs. Have you been sacked? For better words, yes. Yeah. I've never admitted this to anyone, but I said I got made redundant when in actual fact... I lost my job. I was told to leave. Because? Because I wasn't pulling my weight. Oh, don't. And so this is me, like, admitting it. You oh, know, people hell. thought I was made redundant. And that was shame because yeah. I knew that I'd lost my job through my own merit or lack of, you know. Oh, shall we rephrase that? Because you have ADHD? Yeah. Yes. But the shame that, yeah. you know, you carry with that. I told people I was made redundant from oh, that job. Don't. I was made redundant from another job, but not this one. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, so that was that was an unemployment through my undiagnosed ADHD. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I I I've never stuck to any jobs for very long at all, apart from my own business, yeah. working for somebody else. Um, and I know we've touched on this on previous in previous episodes. Um, in that I just I don't know. I'm trying, struggling to find the words. Couldn't spit it out then. I just get myself really, really stressed out. Um. And worried. So a bit like when James Brown was talking about Mrs. ADHD, thinking she's going to be sacked. Yeah. It 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 was that. And I, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm doing such a terrible job. And oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then they're like, no, it's fine. We're totally happy with, with, with what you're doing. Um, I did have one employer say that my work had had, dri- had 
dipped. Mm -hmm. And I was so upset about it because I wasn't putting in any less effort to my ability. When I look to my mind, anyway, when I look back at it, I can see the difference in my work. Yeah. But at that time, you know, throughout all of it, I thought I was doing the best I could do. And I was with an ADHD brain. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so what has happened is that I have, and embarrassingly, very impulsively mm-hmm. quit jobs. Yeah. Because it's actually got to a point where I genuinely cannot cope anymore. And I and I've 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 catapulted myself into into um mental health crisis quite yeah. literally. I'm sorry, I literally cannot cope. I'm burnt out. And it's like, well, we didn't ask you to work all the hours under the sun and we've never given you a hard time and we've never but in my head yeah. it's been this terrifying thing. So I've I've had a lot of unemployment issues actually. Yeah. And I and I think I can agree with you there as well. It's like sometimes you leave a job because I know that it's either push or be pushed, you yes. know? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I have to remove myself before they remove me. Yeah. Like a preventative RSD yeah. kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. So has ADHD got you into trouble with the law? Seventy eight percent of you wonderful law abiding citizens said no, but twenty two percent of you said yes. I'm actually a no on that. And it's not because I haven't caused any trouble. It's just because I've never been caught. And I will say ditto to that and move (laughs) swiftly on. Um, Are you now... And this is the worst sentence I've ever written. And someone actually pulls me up on the fact that this doesn't even make any sense. Are you no stranger to late payment fees? I think my brain just went somewhere else whilst I was typing that. What I meant to say was, do you have to pay? You know, are you familiar with, do you often have to pay late? Late payment fees, as in you've returned something late or you've forgotten to pay something, so you have another forfeit on top of that kind yeah. of thing. Um, 66% said yes, with 34% saying no. Yeah, I've definitely been caught up in late payment fees, Yeah, whether it's for credit cards, whether it's, you know... I'm trying to think what else you get late payments for your fees for. <laughs> well, I racked up that huge tax bill, but yeah. thankfully, so but, yeah. got my bacon saved. But yeah, definitely been caught up in that. Um, council tax—that's another yeah. one that I'm still paying off. Oh right. So, have you invested money in hobbies you've abandoned? Ninety-five <laughs> percent of us said yes, with only five percent saying no. Yeah, I've got new hobbies every week, Laura. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, the roller skates that you might have seen on our um, <laughs> socials that we spoke about, I've not, I've not even put them on yet. Have you not? No. Oh, you did sit on your sofa with them. Yeah, them. I, I've I not that. been out on them, and I know that once I do get out on them, I will enjoy it but i just we need to do this evening yeah i need to to get the roller skates but before i had the roller skates i had roller blades yes and they cost me 270 pounds crikey and i used them three times wow but i've decided i want skates now and not blades 270 pounds on yeah because i wanted the best ones oh my god i didn't even know that they could be that expensive And to be fair, I really wanted more expensive roller skates than the ones I've got because I wanted the best of the best as well. But I decided, no, don't be sensible. Buy a cheaper pair to start with and then let's see if this actually takes off. Yeah. I've got... um a hell of a lot of really expensive scuba equipment Mm. sat in somebody's house in Spain, I think. Um, But that was my career and I did do it. Um... But yeah, the, I think the, the, the real hyper focus of how much of my life that took up did eventually dwindle. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's, that's all sat somewhere. Um, I see things and it like hobbies and stuff and I'll see something. And I'll be like, I want to try that. Yeah. I want to do it. So I'll, 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 I'll 
buy the things and yeah. I'll get into it and then it'll maybe last a week and then I'll decide, oh, I'm not actually that into it. Yeah. So then it gets put to the, to the uh, side. Yeah, a lot of mine has been more like on a exercise thing or something. Yeah. You know, like signing up to beachbody.com or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, And then, yeah, not, not sticking at that. Um, does ADHD affect your earnings? 69% said yes. And <laughs> no 31% way. said no. Child. <laughs> <laughs> Juvenile, what? Um, what did you say, Dom? I said yes, of course it's affected my earnings. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's pushed me from running away from one job to the next or whatever. And in a way, it's... Sometimes that has been beneficial because I've been able to get a job maybe with a better salary. Yeah. And I've been quite fortunate in my earnings, but um, it's definitely yeah. cost me. Um, and savings as well, you know. Yeah. What are those? I don't have any. <laughs> exactly. Um, the, for me, like a really obvious example that springs to mind is like, I've got a hell of a lot of stuff that I've made to sell at festivals, but like... Not exclusively, it could all just be online, but a number of reasons stop me from uploading that. So I've stopped and started with my website a million times, that's still not up. I've got an Etsy, but I've got some crap pictures that I took from Christmas. I've got all these amazing sunglasses that I wanted to put up on there. And then every day I look at them and I'm like, oh, it's not sunny enough today. Or, oh, I don't know where that white box is to take a picture of them in. And uh, I don't look nice enough today to take a picture of myself. And so they've just sat there for weeks, whereas I probably could have vlogged them by now. Do you know what I mean? So frustrating. Yeah. Which I could understand to a neurotypical person. That would sound like I'm talking nonsense. But it's a very, very real struggle because then every time I look at them, I then feel bad. Yeah. And I feel shameful. But still, I'm not doing it for whatever nonsense my brain is telling me that day. And essentially, you're preventing yourself from earning money. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. So, d- we've done that one. <laughs> Would you agree that ADHD costs you financially? 93% said yes, 7% said no. We can all agree, yes. Yeah. Well, we, us two can, yeah. not the 7%, yeah. which we're very happy for. <laughs> Definitely cost me financially. Yeah. And still does every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have you lost money by not returning online purchases? 94% said yes, 6% said no. I am so bad for this. Are you? Returning stuff is, it's like, I can't do it. <laughs> I had, I bought, um, I won't mention any brands or anything, mm. but I bought something online that was quite expensive and um, the zip bust on it. Right. And I had it for like six six months in the zip bust and I, it shouldn't have, not yeah. not for after, after that length of time and for the amount of money I paid for it. And um, I needed to return it so um, they could replace it. So I packaged up and I got it all ready to go. And my friend had even said to me, you know, promise me that you'll post this tonight because she knew that that I wouldn't. And you only get a certain amount of time to post it back as well. Sat in my car for a week. It was ready to go. All I needed to to do was take it to the parcel drop-off place and get it sent. But I didn't. Thankfully... I, I did actually get it done in time. But, you did? Yeah, but there's so many times where I haven't. Yeah. And so many parcels that haven't been returned. I'll keep clothes that I don't really like just because of the effort required from me to be able to return them. Yeah. See, I'm actually in the minority of no, but that is purely because I have so little money Yeah. <laughs> that I can't afford not to. So it's just like... You know, I'll buy things to, to to go to something or whatever, and then I'll be like, right, 
uh, check it. No, okay, send it straight back because I need the money back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I can get, I can understand that because now that I'm a student and yeah. you know I'm a little bit poorer than yeah. than I used to be, I I'm a lot more tighter with my budget yeah. and when it comes to buying things. I'll, I'll even when I'm online shopping now, I'll put things in my basket and not check out because yes. I, I I have to be sensible yeah. and, and you know yeah. think about really where I'm spending my money. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um what does ADHD tax mean to you? I actually have some examples from you lovely people that took the poll. Um buying on a whim and quickly losing interest. Yeah. I paid for an emergency dentist consumed by anxiety for no reason. Um, paying for something lost only to find it. That hits home hard for me anyway. Yeah. Um, or forgetting you've got something and buying it again. Forgetting where something is and buying another. So that's the same, not the same, but same yeah. problem, two different listeners. Um, the fine print, getting a date or time mixed up while traveling and missing a flight or train. The inevitable, the inevitable added cost that comes along with my inattentiveness. Yeah. Gosh, spit it out. Oh, crikey. <laughs> um, not getting promoted because I am too emotional. Late fees because I am almost always 30 minutes late for everything. Mm-hmm. Wearing clothes that don't suit or don't fit because I bought them and forgot to return them. That's me. Impulsively pays for everything and everyone never gets repaid or bought for. Yeah, I hmm. do that. I do that quite often. Do you? Yeah, if I'm out on nights out, especially when I've got alcohol in oh, it, because gotcha. you know that that makes the ADHD just ten times worse. And yeah, you just spend, spend, spend. It's like, oh, day. I'll get the shots in. Woohoo! Yeah. Spring break. Spring <laughs> break. <laughs> Having to make claims on my meds, but it's too difficult, so I just get mad instead. Um, it's too difficult to cancel, so stayed with direct debits too long. Mm-hmm. Um. Accidentally signing up for things, then forgetting to cancel them. It's too hard to. This is really hitting home for me, that one. Yeah. Um, Do you girls drink alcohol? I'm noticing more lately. It makes my overthinking worse, sadly. We're actually going to come back to that on another topic. Yeah. Um, We have a lot to say. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) How do we collectively reclaim the value of ADHD tax from being undiagnosed? Well, we are going to come back to that as well. Um, But Dawn, what does ADHD tax mean to you? I guess it just means the cost that comes with Mm. ADHD. And like we say, financial struggles is probably the most obvious one, but it's... cost you everything so adhd tax to me um when i think about what the cost has been to my life personally i actually the first thing that comes to mind is more relationships yeah like even though finance is such a huge huge one um but that is such a huge topic for all ADHDers, that that yes. is its own episode so Absolutely. we're going to come to that further Absolutely. along the line <laughs> Um, how do we combat it? How do we rebel against ADHD tax? Well, this is a very good question. Yeah. I think one of the things that I know that helps me is being in control of my banking. Yes. That is a major thing for me. And thankfully, there are online banking apps and stuff that you can have now which helps with that. And if it wasn't for the online banking apps, I would not be... in as in control of my money as I am 100%. now. 
the ability to have pots yes. within your bank account so that you can move money around much more easier. In the past, it was like you had one account and if you wanted another account, you'd have to open another account with another bank. Mm. But the ability to now have one account and have different areas within that account that you can move money around to is so so helpful to me. Yeah. So that's so that's actually what I was going to say. Yeah. So I one so the main thing really is about acknowledging where your problems are. So we go back to the whole self, self inventory thing that we're yeah. always banging on about. Because when you can acknowledge the places where you struggle, you it enables you to put in place systems to combat that. And as we've always said, okay, we're not good at consistency and all the rest of it, but it's just in trying to support yourself because, you know, we're not getting the support that we need. That's, yeah. that's the reality of it. So how do we support ourselves? And just as Dawn said, my one is I, I bank with Monzo. Yeah, And same. they have these pots, as Dawn's talking about. And for me, I've got my own system, which is totally ridiculous. And it does make me look bad. But it works for you. All the time. But it works. So what I do is, after the obvious, like, big ones that have gone out, I take the rest of my money, every single penny of it, and I put it in a separate pot. Yeah. And it sits there. And it does not move. And when it comes to me wanting to buy anything from a coffee to groceries to whatever, or as I was with you that day in the post office... If I've forgotten, I go up to pay and my card gets declined. Okay, that's a little bit embarrassing. I don't care. Yeah. Because in that second that I go, oh, so sorry, I just need to move something over and I move it over. Uh, okay, I look silly for, for, for a couple of seconds. Had I not have put that preventative um, measure in place, well, I wouldn't even have the money yeah. to buy anything. It would be awesome. Yeah, and that is also because... And this is quite embarrassing to admit, but I'm going to say it. I can't figure out what the hell apps I've signed up to and how to cancel them. Yeah. And believe me, I have actually tried. I've been in. I've looked at everything. I don't understand what these subscriptions are. So do you know what? They can swivel. Yeah. If they, do you know what? If they've made it that difficult that a person, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm brilliantly tech savvy, but I'm not terrible. I yeah. can figure that sort of thing out. If I can't figure out what this seven ninety nine and what that six quid is that's just chipping away at my money, so I think I've got a hundred quid and I've actually got six like yeah. every month. No, I'm 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 just gonna say no, I'm not getting charged for it. They're not getting their money. And I'm gonna look like an idiot in WH Smith for five seconds, but at least I'll be able to pay for what I need to pay yeah. for. And that's embarrassing as a nearly forty year old woman to admit that. But you know what? I don't care. It's taken me this long to figure it out. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. So that's it. It's whatever works for you. And I'm the same. I bank with Monzo also. And I find it is honestly a, a lifesaver yeah. for me and my finances. I get paid and I've got a separate pot for my bills. Mm. And so all of the bills that come off of my account come out of that pot. So as soon as I get paid, I know that I need to transfer enough money through mm. into that pot to cover the bills leave myself with 50 quid in my account yeah. and like, that's to kind of get you through the week or whatever yeah. and I'll tend to try and not chip into those savings at all yeah. and just survive on what I can yeah. and um, yeah having those pots 
has honestly been life saving. Life changing, yeah, yeah, exactly. So anything like that that you can think of, reminders set on your phone. Like if you have, I'm really bad for. So I have dis. I can't even say it. Discalculia. I can never say Discalcula. it. Thank you. Um, and like I struggle. I realise that I struggle to take phone numbers down. The yeah. amount of times I've given the wrong number or taken the wrong number down. So when I take a number, well, the obvious one is to hand it to the person and get it to put them in themselves. Yeah. But if I have to take a number down or if I'm um, like putting card details online or something like that, I have to really acknowledge that I'm doing it and I'll put it in and I'll read it backwards and I'll read it forwards and I break it into sections and I have to check, 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 check and double check to do it. Yeah. So just little things like that. When you know what your problems are, you have to, unfortunately, help yourself. That is, that's what we've and learned. I, I think that because, you know, being undiagnosed... Mm. You, you don't know what your problems are. You just think that you're maybe just not very good at certain yeah, things. Yeah. And, and so, or that you're rubbish at everything. Yeah, and you so you put, you put a lot of blame on yourself. But when once you get that diagnosis, once you have that validation and you understand and you're able to understand yourself better, mm. you then have the power to manage your life to, a little bit fa- better. Yeah, to face, the, like we said, face the places that you're falling short, which you can't even face because you're so embarrassed and so ashamed of yourself. But when you go, okay, no, I have this disorder. What does it look like for me? Because it's different in every single person. Yeah. What does my ADHD look like? Um, to, to then be able to put the systems in place that you need. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it would be a hell of a lot better if if the if the diagnostic process was was easier easier and more readily available but with things as they are um and with so many of us struggling and and people like yourself dawn in limbo Mm -hmm. um it's okay if you don't have that official piece of paper to be able to recognize the places that you struggle yeah and to and to help yourself as best you can or ask for help from those around you that know you best yeah to ring you can you remind me to do this can you you know Speak out and get the help that you need. And that's it. Just because you don't have a diagnosis doesn't mean to say you can't use self-awareness to help you navigate through life better. This is a quick interruption from the future. It's Laura here. I just wanted to let you know that Dawn stepped down from the podcast to give her all to her degree in October 23. She explains all in the series two episode called It's Always Darkest Before the Dawn. From that point, I continue ADHDF solo and I'm about to start the third UK tour, which will actually be the last of this nature. I would love to meet you in real life at Alien Nation. The ADHDF live events are to connect local ADHDers, raise ADHD awareness and they start in April 2024 and finish in July in Scotland and England. Undiagnosed ADHD made me feel alienated from society. The shows featuring very special guests from the podcast explore going from feelings of alienation to discovering an alien nation tickets are available via the link in the blurb of this episode also via the link in bio on adhdaf podcast instagram i really hope to see you at these totally unique events 
the last ever ADHDF tour of this nature. Self-diagnosis valid, no diagnosis necessary, and I invite you to encourage the people in your life that need to learn more about ADHD from a late diagnosed perspective to come along. Adults only, all genders welcome. If you'd like to come but you feel nervous about coming alone, please don't. Just let me know and I will arrange for a welcome party to greet you at the door and seat you with others just like you. I don't want you to miss out on the last hurrah, so grab tickets whilst they last and come hang with the gang in real life. If undiagnosed ADHD made you feel like an alien, you are not alone. There's a whole planet of us. If you can't make any of the live events or you would like to connect online sooner, come and join us in the Planet ADHD AF peer support community via the link in the description to chat to myself and a whole load of other like-minded legends the world over on Discord and Zoom. Membership includes body doubling, accountability squads, self-care club, monthly advice from an ADHD coach, blogs, vlogs, behind-the-scenes content, exclusives, and discounts on all merch, downloadables, and events tickets. I really hope to chat to you soon, either online in the Planet ADHDF peer support community or in real life at the Alien Nation tour. So, tell me, what is the most ADHD thing you've done this week, Dawn? <laughs> well, as you, you may be here from me today that I'm just not 100% with it and maybe a little bit more ditzy than normal, but that's because I'm on a two-day hangover. <laughs> and that two-day hangover was a result of me deciding whether I was going to go for a cycle with my friend yeah. or whether I was going to go for dinner with my friend. <laughs> And obviously, which one was going to give me the instant dopamine more? Dinner and drinks with my friend. Yeah. So we went out and as soon as that first rum passed my lips, yeah. I knew it was downhill. See you later. Yeah. Well, um, so hang on, just, just to confirm, what time was dinner? Time we went out at um, around 6, I think. 6pm. Yeah. And what time did you get in, Dawn? 5am. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I was on a dopamine date with disaster. (laughs) (laughs) But loads of fun. Oh, I had the best night. It was so, so much fun. So, so much fun. Um, but yeah, that's, that... that's yeah, is that is ADHDAF, yeah, and tale as old as time that I've done mm-hmm. a million times, and we will both do a million times more. Having the best time, don't want it to end, yeah, and then time pay... blindness, yeah, pay pay for it for days afterwards. <laughs> and because... the fact that you're feeling a little bit worse for wear is totally triggering my RSD. So I've already asked Dawn three times today whether everything's okay because obviously it's my fault. The Dawn's <laughs> And of course I'm okay, but I'm just, you know, just not quite with it yet. (laughs) Hangovers are slightly different when you're 39 to what they were when you were 19. And when you're neurodivergent. Yeah. And that is a topic we will be covering at great length in the future. Definitely. What about you? What's the most ADHD thing you've done, Laura? So last Sunday, this is absolutely ridiculous. Last Sunday, I am... just turned into a complete and utter mess. I was making some headpieces in the sheds, which I had to make gold. And ordinarily, I would bound in there, just chuck everything around, do the whole thing, done two seconds, not even think about it. Yeah. Instead, I decided to go in there really carefully, move everything around, get everything really organised, lay out some cardboard, make it all really like, come on, Laura, you're a grown-up, you can be sensible and do things in a structured, well, you know, well-done way. Yeah. And when I went to spray them gold, in my tidiness and organisation, I lost the bloody mask. <laughs> 
So I couldn't spray them gold. So I went into the house and I stood there for ages and I was like, no, I will not. I will not admit defeat. It is in this room. I'm going to keep looking for it until I find it. Could not find it. Went into the house, told my husband... And he just immediately got up and was like, I'll come and find it. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want you to come find it. I was just, I was just saying, I'm so frustrated with myself. Anyway, of course, right under my nose, of course. Then did that, came in for dinner, came in to make dinner. And I did effectively exactly the same thing again. Instead of just like making the dinner, the, the meat that I was cooking had, um, it had some liquid in it. So, you know, ordinarily you just like, tip it in the sink with like the the back of a spoon on it or the lid of the pan yeah oh no because sensible you know diagnosed medicated adhd laura is you know a real grown-up now i get out a colander to drain the meat and then somewhere between putting the meat in the colander and putting the colander meat back into the pan uh my brain went to another dimension i threw dinner on the floor Oh, dear. And I was so upset. Yeah. Like, I really, really was so upset. And I actually cried. And it was, you know, as we've said many times, like, we are on this journey with you. We are new to this. You know, we're we're still trying to get our heads around, sorry for the use of words, but get our heads around the fact that we do have ADHD and what that means for us. Mm -hmm. And so... I was suddenly like, oh, my God, I have something wrong with my brain. That's literally how I felt. And I was, sorry, really, really devastated about it. And then when I calmed down, I spoke to my husband about it. And he was just like, you're trying too hard. Why, where is the logic that a person gets diagnosed with severe ADHD and uh, decides to start acting like they don't have ADHD? Yeah, it's not. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. There's no logic in it. There's no logic in it. So there you go. That's my most ADHD thing that I have done this week. Okay, so I guess now it's time for our differences. Mm-hmm. And this week we're going to be doing something a little bit different and it's a little bit extra special mm-hmm. added bonus material. <laughs> We are going to be talking about music and we have created playlists for you guys to listen to so that we can share some of our music to, to with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So the reason why we have come onto this subject is because there has been a study shown, a small study done in 2020 that um, says that music does seem to promote attentiveness and focus in children with ADHD. So scientists found evidence that after children with ADHD listen to 30 minutes of interactive music and 30 minutes of interactive video game interventions, the music intervention improved attention management while the video game intervention didn't. Um, So interesting. It is so interesting. It really, really is. And... We've that's from psychcentral.com, by the way, just to reference that. Um, so yeah, we've both we realized in getting to know each other that both of our lives' journeys have been so heavily influenced by music to the point that they're a predominant driving force in our yeah. life journeys, but in completely different ways. Hey, yeah, so I, I've loved music my whole life, and I love music from all sorts of walks of life. I think for me, a lot of the music I listen to depends on the mood I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely. And I've been in bands, I sing, I um, play a little bit of guitar, and I write my own music. It's and amazing. I find it so cathartic doing that, because a lot of the time I can't get my thoughts and feelings out 
And so by writing things down and writing songs, I find it a lot easier to express my emotions. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I like listening to music and words and things that resonate with me so that it helps me understand what's going on in my head a lot of the time. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like it, it, it really depends on the mood of what I listen to. But predominantly, I'm a bit of an indie rock girl, yeah. bit of punk, you know, um... What is you're a little bit different with your music choices? I am a little bit different. Well, first of all, let's just note that you are actually musical. <laughs> so that's incredible. She's a proper lead singer, amazing vocalist and uh, writer of the wonderful ADHDAF jingle. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're actually musical, whereas I am just a massive rave nerd. Um, Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so when I was growing up, um, again, massively indie rock, ridiculous Bowie fanatic, um, grew up listening to the Smiths obsessively, obviously. Um, then I got to 17 and I discovered house music. And it, yeah, it, it became a really serious love, passion, a hyper focus that has never worn off. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, obviously the way that house music works, I mean, particularly the kind of music that I like, is very like positive messages. Yeah. Um, you can achieve what you want to achieve and be yourself and that, that kind of vibe. Um, but also how the structure of house music, you know, you have the, the build up, the crescendo, yeah. you know, kind of like an orgasmic climactic building of stuff. Um, and then the unifying nature of being on a dance floor. Mm -hmm. Um, there's this really amazing quote actually just come into my head from uh, The Great Gatsby, which is my favourite book, actually. Um, and she says, oh, God, I can't even remember the line, but it's something like, um, I hate, I love large parties because at, at small parties, there's no intimacy. Yeah. So it sounds like a ridiculous thing to say, but I really, really get it. Mm -hmm. Like, you can just be yourself, but around all of these people and nobody's really looking at you. It's yeah. just about you know, this kind of tribal almost being together kind of thing. Um, so anyway, when I went to Ibiza for the first time, which is 2006, as I've told in another episode, I walked into space and I was just like, oh my God, this is what I'm meant to be doing with my this life. This is my place. And so that's what the hell I did with my life. Um, so, <laughs> you know, 15 years later and a hell of a lot of rave stomping uh, went down. And um, yeah, I don't regret it at all. I think that raving is just the best thing you can possibly do with your time. There is nothing better <laughs> than, you know, letting loose on the dance floor. Yeah. And then it's to, the yeah. best feeling. And then to the point that, you know, not having a lot of money, being a worker in Ibiza, um, led me to sort of customising my clothes or, you know, trying to make fashion statements without a lot of clothes yeah. so that I could spend the money on actually going to the things. Yeah. And that's what built my business, which I then sell stuff in Ibiza, but also at festivals because, you know, what drove me was never money and I was never very good at it. It would fall through my hands. But mm -hmm. you mean I get to go to this festival? Yeah. And that was the drive, like really. So music has been, yeah, the, the whole driving, driving force. force. Um, so, yeah, I just think that's super interesting. But the difference is that, you're actually musical and I just like dancing with strobe lights. <laughs> That's fair. But um, I mean, you did do pretty well on our Kylie reel as well. 
that has to be said. <laughs> it's awful. And you know what? On the last episode as well, I listened to it back and my voice is so high because my voice goes up when I'm like nervous or yeah. excited. And my nickname at school was Squeak. So oh, when nice. I hear it back, I'm like, oh my God, just chill out. Stop talking. <laughs> I don't know how any of you are listening to me, to be, to be honest. But um, So what happens when you get excitable and we're excitable yeah. all the time? Yeah, basically. It's, it's funny though with music, like my tastes change all over the years and stuff as well. But I found myself increasingly getting into drum and bass more. Oh God, I love drum and bass. Absolutely you used to go to fabric love all the time and just listen to drum and bass. I am, um, yeah. I've never really been big into dance music. Like I was big into 90s dance music yeah, yeah. back in the day. But I think when I was younger, I was led into music um, by what my peers liked. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't until I grew up a little bit where I was just like, no, this is what I like and yeah. I'll find my own way through yes. music and influence myself rather than what other people have yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and I think that was an ADHD thing as well and that people yeah. pleasing and trying to yeah, be like trying but, to fit in my yeah. thing yeah I'm so I like, like what you. everyone else is liking yeah. and now it's just like no now I like what I like yeah, and um, finding lots of new new music new genres and yeah, music's just incredible. It's it incredible really, how really it makes is. you feel. It's and... funny, I just remembered when we went to Pride, so Guy Ingerson from the Green Party invited us along to yes. Pride, if you saw that reel. It was just such a wonderful day. I think it was like, you know, obviously we all know the history, the Stonewall riots, like what this stands for and how important it is. Mm-hmm. Um but also it was just quite emotive to see people in the streets. Yeah. You know, for I moved like I said, I moved to Aberdeen in in, in lockdown. In the middle of lockdown, so yeah. It was nothing in the streets. So it was, yeah, all the more magical and emotional, I think, mm-hmm. to see people in the streets. And then for us, because we we followed the guy with the tunes, didn't yeah, we? <laughs> we did. We were behind all night passion. <laughs> just because like, follow that speaker. So we were we were behind the tunes and like you know, the the song that was really just stayed with me from that day was, um, oh gosh, is it Gloria Gaynor? Who sings I Am What I Am? I th- yeah, I think it is. Is it Gloria Gaynor? I, I need to look it, it up now, but, but I think it is. where she says, um, your life is something like your life is a sham. It is Gloria can, Gaynor. Yeah, until you can <laughs> shout out, I am what I am. It's just like, that it was, was beautiful, really, Laura. Re- thank you, you're welcome. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, it's like, so emotive. Yeah. So I think especially because we've just been doing our, you know, obviously I understand that that's a gay anthem, so I'm not trying to, to, to take that away. I'm just saying on top of the fact that we um, had just done our episode about mar- trying to unmask. Yeah. Like you're like, you're it was, your life it, it is was, a sham it, if you can, until you can say you am what I am. It's like, wow. Very emotional. Yeah. But yeah, so we're going to release our playlists yes. and make them available to you guys. So um, it'll be on Spotify. Um, yeah, we'll share them on socials as but well. But we'll so share them on socials yeah. so you can find them and you can listen to the, some of the music that we like to listen to. So we've to. got Dawn's Dopamine Boosters. Yes. And Laura's Ibiza Daydreams. Yeah. So I spend a lot of time stomping up and down Aberdeen Beach. Um, but in my head, I'm in space. Yeah. In space Ibiza. Yeah. Which is closed down. <laughs> but yeah... <laughs> And yours are... Mine's just going to be an eclectic bunch of music that makes me happy. Yes. Yeah. Yes to that. Um, so... We hope you enjoy them. Yeah, we do. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. And I think you, we've managed to do it in, in not bad time for once. Go team! <laughs> um, and if you have enjoyed this episode, as we said, we would really, really, really appreciate it if you could go on buymeacoffee.com forward slash ADHD as females and just buy us a coffee um, because every little helps towards hosting fees, etc. 
it'll keep us going and um yeah we appreciate it and we really appreciate everyone for listening and for getting us into the apple bloody podcast charts what the hell so if you haven't and you would still like to (laughs) we'd really appreciate you leaving a review giving us some stars on apple and on spotify and yeah helping us to continue to spread awareness for adhd and um for the cause for the cause, yeah. And that, as ever, thank you so much to everyone who's taking part in the poll, to everyone who reaches out to us. We really, really love hearing from from you. Yeah. Um, you can message us however you like on socials or you can email us. ADHDasfemales at gmail.com. That's the badger. That's the one. <laughs> but always, as always, take care of yourself. Yes. Be kind, compassionate to yourself and others, always. And lean into your community. We are here. And self-awareness is key. Self-awareness, self-inventory, self-compassion and reaching out to people and just speak, speak in your truth. Be who you are. Yeah. Own it and, and get the help that you, you need. You are who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Grab your tickets for Alien Nation Live UK Tour via the link in the blurb of this episode and come hang with the gang in real life or in the online peer support community Planet ADHD AF. And on that note, we need to go. (laughs) ADHD as females, ADHD AF, ADHD as females, the power.